Welcome to the Grinders Ugly Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Kyle Allen. If you don't know, now you know. So, uh, I'm going to tell you guys a personal story with myself. Because on the Grinders Ugly Podcast, we don't lie. And we don't create facades of life. There's a real life, and then there's a facade of life, right? And so, I told some people that I actually feel aren't ignorant, um, <laughs> for lack of a better word, uh, that I was interviewing for a project manager job with the city of Sacramento, and it started at $92,000 a year. Now, uh, I just recently got my bachelor's, and a project manager position, you know, handles budgets, it handles uh, grants, you know, the data of it all, the data of it all, however you want to say, data, data. You know, some people think if I say data, it's a little more, you know, so I'll say the data, right? And it handled all those type of things within, you know, the school that I currently work for in the city of Sacramento. And I'll be honest with myself, when I, when, let, let me break it down to you. So at first I thought the job was about $72,000 a year. And mind you, me going for this job for some reason caused some people to act very odd towards me. I, I, for lack of a better word, that kind of knew about it or, you know, people that were championing, championing me, so to speak. But then when like this opportunity came, it seemed like, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, that's great. But, you know, uh, you know, there was a but to it. Right. And me, I'm thinking, well, you know, a lot of thoughts are in my brain. I'm thinking, well, OK. And we are not dumb as human beings. Like we know when someone's acting a little different than what they normally would act. Like, we're not stupid people, so we kind of go, hmm, um, you usually are a little more excited. But I realize, and it's something that I think a lot of people know but don't like to admit, people are really only excited for you as long as you stay a little tiny slash below them. Just to, Even if they're making 100 and you're making 95,000, just that 5,000 lets them know, oh, you know, he ain't, he ain't up here yet. So long story short, I go and I interview for this position and I studied for an entire week because it's it was a lot of, you know, material for this position. And I studied, I studied, I studied, I studied, I studied. And, you know, study the numbers, study what the grant is trying to do, study what the project manager would do, making sure my vernacular and my speech uh, was going to be prevalent to all stakeholders, so to speak. Everybody was going to understand that I'm the person for this job. So I go and I interview for this position and upon arriving at the city, at the city hall downtown, number one, if you live in Sacramento, you, or if you don't live in Sacramento and you've heard about us, you will probably know that we have a homeless problem right now. It's not even a problem. It's a epidemic. It is something that's like a major issue that we, all I keep seeing, and I love my police officers. I really do. I work with them. I know a lot of them. But all it looks like optics matter. And what it looks like is the police are just going and beating up homeless and moving them away. And you just ask yourself, and I know they're trying to build a big warehouse for them all, but I've worked with the homeless before. And a lot of times, you know, the homeless aren't, a lot of people think that the homeless are just like, there's something like always wrong with them. And in a lot of cases there is, but in a lot of cases, the homeless are not always easy to deal with. And there's a lot of diseases, 
There's a lot of drug use and a lot of mental health issues. So just throwing a bunch of homeless in a warehouse and having 20 workers, I, I don't know if that's going to be um, a real solution. That's how I'll say that. I don't know if that's a real solution. It sounds like a temporary solution that's going to have a lot of issues, a lot of problems. Um, because it, essentially it can look like an internment camp. We have all the homeless in these houses and they're allowed to leave, but we discourage them. So it, it's a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of questions with the homeless in Sacramento. And I don't know if anyone quite has an answer for it. They're driving the Bay Area are driving prices through sac through the roof. And let me break down very quickly as to why to get back to my point about my job. But when you are in the Bay Area and you make $600,000 a year, you're technically poor. For Bay Area standards. In Sacramento, you can go up to Folsom and buy you a house. You see the difference? So we can either stay in the Bay and live in a one to two bedroom apartment with four kids. Or we can come to Sac, stay in the Thomas, get a house for six hundred grand, and live like a king. So that's why the Bay Area are coming down here. It's just that simple. And... That's why the traffic in Sacramento has just been absolutely awful. And if you're in a city like Sacramento, like Austin, um, uh, Austin, Texas, or uh, Kansas City, cities like that that aren't the big cities, but they're trying to make them the hubs for the big cities like they are with Sacramento, then you know this is just the beginning, my people. If you've never been to Oak Park, uh, go there recently. If you've been there, like when I remember when I was in high school, Oak Park was a place that you just didn't go to. You know, it wasn't, you know, my school wasn't, in, in, but you wouldn't just, I wouldn't just appear at Oak Park at seven at night and, excuse me while I drink some water, but I wouldn't just go to Oak Park at night and just be like, hey, what up? But now, I mean, they have live concerts. That, so gentrification has happened. And a lot of times, unfortunately, with gentrification, that means there's white people that have infiltrated the neighborhood. And that's just what has happened. And it's just going to get worse and worse because UC Davis is going to continue to buy everything up in Sacramento downtown, Midtown, and in Oak Park. That's what's happening. I don't know where the people are going to go, but that's what's happening. So I'm downtown, and this all blends into being downtown. There's literally homeless people doodling. They have their behinds completely. They have their shaboing boing out. They are just doodling and peeing on the, 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 the lawns. There, there is just something that needs to be handled correctly and empathetically. Um, so I go in and I'm absolutely nervous. Ter I am, I am like, oh my God, this 90 grand, this can do a, move a lot of needles for me and my family. You know, this is a major opportunity. Um, I get stopped by someone that I know and that knows that I'm also uh, going to interview. And they pretty much tell me that I'm not qualified and that real people are interviewing for this, for lack of a better term. They tell me that, you know, lawyers have, are, are interviewing for this position. And, you know, you know, she was they were very impressed um, with the amount of applicants that applied. They couldn't believe it. And mind you. I'm standing right there and I'm thinking, well, you're not saying you're impressed with my application, but I'm one of five people that got to to this point. So you're not saying you're impressed with me, but you're impressed with everyone else. 
which means you're kind of being the feds and you're hating on me. And it doesn't really bode well that you're a part of this and you actually you know the stakeholders involved. And now I have to battle this. I'm about to interview for a position that can dramatically change my life. But now there's doubt, right? It's like I'm so close to this. I've been working for this. And right before I walk in the door, right when I walk through Destiny's door, or I'm about to in my brain, and God, I, you know, this, this will change everything for me. Um, doubt. Someone speaks immediate doubt in my ears. Immediate doubt. So now I'm reeling. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not going, oh, no, I just walked there boldly through Christ. No, I was scared. I said to myself, well, listen, maybe I'm not, you know, I just got my bachelor's, you know, I, I kind of stifled on that. And maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not ready for this type of position. Maybe, you know, all those type of things. So long story short, I go in there and I interview for this position. Um, I'm in the mayor's office and I'm interviewing for this position. And let me make it clear. I was scared, like I said. Um, and I, I just simply was like, well, maybe this ain't for me, man. Like, you know, like I didn't even get to try it and someone's already telling me how I'm not going to get it. It's that type of thing. It's like, okay. So anyway, I go to the mayor's office, I'm interviewing. And while I'm interviewing, I'm getting more and more confident because it's education. I'm an educator. I know every, like, and not everything you can always learn, but I know I'm pretty well versed in, you know, this type of language. Um, and so long story short, I didn't get the job. It was between me and one other person and the other, they went with the other person. And I was, I was, I was mad about it for a litany of reasons because I felt there was some backdoor channeling going on, but that's, that's, that's your own brain that you don't know that. And you really just could be hating the fact you didn't get the job. Sometimes I guess what y'all didn't, we didn't get the job. There was nothing that happened. You just did not get the job, right? Okay. But out of that interview, because of how I represented myself, because of the passion that I exuded, I got two different job offers that all coincide with where I'm at, the school I'm at, and I'll be the program director for an after-school program this coming school year and the years to come. And I'll be a, a, a mentor that also gets a stipend a month to get paid. So my pay went up from about two, about two plus grand more a month, which is obviously a great thing. And my point in this is don't listen to the adversary, man. And what I mean by adversary is haters. Don't listen to the haters. Do not listen to the haters, man. Because their whole job is to stop you before you try. And sometimes the hater can see the gift in you before you can. That's the worst part. Sometimes you're like, why the heck are you fighting me? I'm not even like, I ain't even thinking that high. But they can see you in that position. And the worst thing that can happen is you start seeing yourself for that position. And so... I just wanted to briefly touch on this because this is a real, this is real life, man. This ain't some Instagram post. This is real life happening in my life. And for the young people out there, I'm 28. Apply, apply, apply. 
don't care about what the job says, what the qualifications say, what the salary says. Apply. Interview. Handle your business. Take everything seriously. Stop listening to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great to be an entrepreneur. All that is great. But if you're not an inventor, if you don't have that entrepreneurial spirit for yourself, not because Gary Vaynerchuk told you, not because Gary V said it, but because you know it's burning in you that you're an entrepreneur, get a real career, man. There's nothing wrong with working. There's nothing wrong with it. And if we're honest with ourselves, laziness and entrepreneurship, a lot of times they blend with each other. Some, t- some of y'all have been entrepreneurs for 15 years and there ain't been no fruit from that tree. So are you an entrepreneur or are you just lazy? And I say that because there's times I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I ain't doing nothing. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Laziness. And I, and I, the older I get, the more that I try to move up the ladder of life and not just money and financially, but just emotionally, spiritually, trying to be better, like trying not to give in to what I used to give in to or do what I used to do or, or think how I used to think, you know, try to actually be better and try to take accountability. No, no, no. We don't try on the TGIU podcast. We take accountability. If you did it, own it, move on from it. And if they won't let you move on from it, move on from them. And above all this week, man, it's a beautiful Monday morning. Don't be lazy. The grind is ugly, man. And, and I, like, we, like I've told y'all before, ugliness does not always mean it's just a negative context. There's just no finish line to this. It's ugly. The race never ends. If I would have got that job, I would have been complaining in three weeks about the job load. The work never ends. You get that scholarship, now the work begins. The work ends, then now the the pro career begins. Pro career ends after pro career ends. It never ends. Until we are taking that dirt nap, the grind never stops. Now, mind you, when I say the grind, that doesn't, again, that's not negative. I think a lot of people put grind, like I saw someone tweet, I don't want to grind forever. Well, you don't want to live, baby, because you're going to grind forever. There's never anything, if every billionaire, millionaire, everybody that's ever got what they thought they wanted says, I thought when I got this, it was going to change everything, but it didn't. Now, money is what I want because I want options for my family and for myself. And now with the extra income, I'll be able to do some different things. My family will be able to move a different way. And I'm proud of myself. And so be proud of yourself today. And when you're proud of yourself, tell yourself to stop being lazy. Stop being lazy. Because a lot of us, if we were just honest, we're just lazy. And we convince ourselves it's everything and everybody else other than our laziness. So this week, let's acknowledge, let's take accountability for our laziness. And every time it creeps in, let's understand that we're just being lazy and break out of that. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast, man. And, and please rate, please comment, please share. I appreciate everyone that listens. I have immense gratitude for everyone that has stayed a part of this journey and continues to help this podcast grow. It's growing every week, every podcast. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thank you. And I have nothing but thankfulness, humbleness, and, and, and gratitude for it. Thank you for listening to the Grinders Ugly Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Allen.